You're listening to the Health Coach Nation podcast. My name is Haley Rowe, and I'm a business coach for online health coaches who want to attract their ideal clients, stop feeling defeated by their never-ending to-do list, balance a healthy lifestyle with their growing business, and stop overanalyzing what everybody thinks of them so that they can confidently own their message and online presence. On this podcast, we dive deep into health information you can share with your clients, business strategy tips, and more. Let's get to it. Super excited about today's episode, and I want to let you know that you can win a copy of my 2020 sales tracker, normally available only for clients. If you want to track your revenue, track your conversion rate, track your discovery calls in 2020, how do you win? Simply leave a written podcast review on the Health Coach Nation podcast on iTunes and take a screenshot of your review Email it to info at HaleyRow.com with the subject line podcast review, and I will send you your sales tracker. Now, my email is info at Haley, H-A-I-L-E-Y, row, R-O-W-E, dot com, and I cannot wait to reward you for leaving a podcast review with my 2020 sales tracker. All right, let's get into the episode. All right, everybody. We are live today with Courtney, and I'm so excited because Courtney and I have teamed up and partnered in 2020. I met her through actually one of my coaches, my consultant, and um, Courtney gets people booked on amazing podcasts usually within the top 200 within their category. And when I saw the list of amazing podcasts your team sent me that you've been able to book people on and the groups of people that you have relationships with, I was drooling and I was like, my clients need this. (laughs) My clients need this exposure and this visibility. And so we've bundled everything and we're working together now in 2020. And I'll let you introduce yourself and talk about what you really um, do when it comes to, you know, podcasting in the podcast world. Yeah. So I'm, I'm Courtney Blair. Uh, I have been booking people on podcasts for technically for five years now. Uh, I started in the very beginning, uh, the primitive years is the way I like to look at it. Um, just working with my dad. My dad was my first client. And he just hired me and was paying me hourly to book him on podcasts. And it was kind of like, I had no idea where to even begin. Like it was just, I was tracking stuff on like spreadsheets and there was, you know, eventually it got to the point I did it for long enough that I built up a network and I just kind of kept in contact with the ones that I had booked him on. And I kind of just figured out how to communicate with people in that sense. And um, one day about three years ago now in February, it'll be three years. I just decided to start offering it to other people. You know what I mean? And I kind of changed up my pricing structure from my dad, just paying me hourly as one of his employees to buy the interview. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just kind of flipped up the the pricing structure a little bit and it just, I, I landed in some people's networks that the, the machine just started going and people started coming and, it's been a really wild ride. And I mean, I started when I started three years ago, reaching out to other people, I probably only had a network of like 30 podcasters, maybe even less. Mm-hmm. And now we're about to hit a thousand podcasters that we work with. 
Um, we've completely perfected the machine and it's just a system now that we have going and it's all running really beautifully now. Uh, most of the podcasts that we work with are top 200, like you said. Uh, but I mean, we, we work with podcasts large and small for different reasons. You know, we represent probably 30 active clients right now that are going on podcasts regularly, but we've worked with around 200 over the last three years. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's just been a really wild ride. <laughs> it's yeah. been a lot of fun. So a lot of the, a lot of the, we've had people that they want to go on smaller podcasts just because they kind of want to learn how to be interviewed on a podcast and how to dial things in. And so it's been a learning process for us and we've had to completely change up our internal operations uh, more than once and, you know, realize when things aren't working and, you know, it's, it's not our, this business isn't something that I've, I've had a lot of people that were able to help with situations because it's just kind of like not very many people are doing this, you know what yeah. I mean? So we just kind of had to learn as we go. And I'm uh, incredibly lucky to have an amazing partner, Samantha, who has completely, I, I brought her in um, almost three years ago when I started doing this and I was like, I can't handle all this. Like it just, it all just took off. And I've known Samantha for about 10 years now we met through work. So she just balances out everything that I was like not able to carry on my own. And um, she's been a key player in this whole thing. She's been, she's the reason why we've been able to iron out all the issues that I was having in the beginning. You know what I mean? So totally. now it's just a, it's just running. <laughs> That's awesome. That's so awesome. That's every entrepreneur's dream is to just have it running. <laughs> yes, seriously. Yes. Okay. Seriously. Very, very cool. So um, when it comes to what, what does your dad do? I'm just curious that he was trying to get on podcasts. He's in psychology, mental health, uh, self-help and personal development. He's cool. got a bunch of NLP courses and life co coach courses and just stuff of that nature. Um, nice. So he's been in psychology and psychotherapy for 40 plus years at this point. So um, it's been it's been it was really cool to represent him because I had a lot of podcasters that were like, what? That's your dad. You know what I mean? Nice. I was like, cool. I didn't even realize, you know what I mean? That he was like really actually pretty well known in his industry. So it's been so much fun. It's been a blast. Yeah. Well, and part of what gets you known in your industry is being on panels, being on podcasts, being in articles, etc. Yeah. And I think a lot of people to me, I, like we live in this world now where it's so accessible and podcasters, you can send a few emails and you can, you know, meet them at an event mm -hmm. and follow up. I mean, it's, it's just crazy. And I'm very grateful for the way that the world, the internet works these days. Um, Me too. <laughs> yeah, right? Me too. <laughs> yeah. So tell us a little bit about what, let's say there's a coach watching this and um, we actually have some people on the live broadcast with us, like Doka and Liz, to my clients. And um, they, well, let's say they want to be able to um, be on podcasts. And why do you suggest that people try to be on podcasts? Let's just talk about the benefits first. Well, I, a lot of my clients, um, I mean, there's just so many different reasons why people are wanting to go on the podcast, whether, whether they have a book launch coming up, they just are writing a book, whether they have a course launch coming up. I mean, launches of all kinds, <laughs> events, um, client acquisition is a huge one just because when you're aligned with the right audience, the right demographics, uh, large or small, if you're in front of the people that are the people who need what you have to offer, it's such an organic 
sale and just connection mm -hmm. that's made. It's like, you don't have to go on and sell. You just have to go on and tell your story, tell what you do, what you're up to. And it's super organic because the placement is right. And you're in front of the right people that need exactly what you're up to. And so, and that's what my team and I specialize in is make, is the demographics and aligning the demographics with the right person. Um, I mean, the size of the the size of the podcast does matter to a certain extent, you know what I mean? But really the most important thing is alignment. And if you're aligned with the right people, not only are you going to get more clients, you're going to get SEO from from that podcast. Your website is going to be shared all over the place. Uh, if you line things up properly with the podcaster, which our podcasters are used to working with us and they know what the gist is basically, but um, you know, whatever links you you want to share, whatever promotions you have going on that you want to offer those audiences, if you make sure that the podcaster is a sharing that with their entire network of people and their email list and their social media platform, like you hammer out like a good marketing strategy, uh, and then you go and you get interviewed on a bunch of different podcasts. Some ten, some have ten thousand people that pay attention to it. Some have twenty. Some have five. You know what I mean? Like, imagine how many people are going to be picking up on what you're saying and what you're putting down just because you're aligned with the right audience. So, totally. um, and that's why we like to call it a podcast tour because we want you to do a bunch of them. We don't want you to just go and like yeah. do one and see what happens because that's not really how it works. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. it's a long term investment. It's, um, you know, it pays off over time, especially, you know what I mean? I get people that hit me up over podcasts that I did two years ago when I first started off, you know what I mean? And it's like, totally. you know, so they work forever. <laughs> it's totally. not like a, there's a launch date, but it's always, always going. And it's a machine that is, you know, always working for you. So, yes, there's so many things I want to elaborate on that when you when you said some of those things so first of all with the seo i completely agree with you because i was looking back at 2019 i have a podcast it's I, i'll be honest the first year and a half ish i was super inconsistent and i yeah. wasn't putting a lot into them i'm trying to do way more interviews this year i'm loving the yeah. interviews um anyways bottom line is it was sitting there and it did really help my seo though because every week i was putting out my show notes and Right. These days, two years later, now I'm now I have leads coming in through SEO through finding yeah. my website because I'm on the first page for a business coach for health coaches. And I don't think that would have happened if I wasn't doing my using that phrase, doing my, you know, show notes every week. Um, so SEO truly my podcast and not not even being on other podcasts, but having my own was really helpful. And also right. um, with the audience thing that you're saying about how you can just get put in the right audience. So let's, when, when, uh, when people find me through SEO, it's because they're searching for exactly what I offer. And I feel like being right. on a podcast, it's the same thing because right. whatever topic you guys pick for the headline, that can be searchable. Somebody's searching for that exact thing. They're searching for what yeah. you do. And so it's way faster track than, you know, doing a post on social media. Somebody might not be looking for whatever. It's right. just a really nice way to get in front of the right people. In a, and the third thing I want to say is when you're saying it's a long-term strategy. So in my program, I teach two, there's two different types of marketing strategies, fast and active and passive and long-term. Mm. And podcasts, because they go out and they stay there for years, just like you said, and you had somebody reach out to you two years later it is mm -hmm. a long-term strategy and it's great because you do it once and it sits there and it 
just grows in SEO or shares and whatever. Yep. And so that's the coolest. That's what I'm, that's what excites me these days. Not necessarily the grunt work of the fast, active, cheap model of booking clients, which for mm-hmm. that's has been my thing for as I've been growing my business, because right. as you know, we've got to pick what resources we're going to put in. Um, but these days, my goal really is to focus more on the long term just more passive ways. Now, nothing's yeah. in my mind. I have a very strong opinion about the word passive. I hate it. <laughs> I, I, I'm with you. I'm with yeah. you. Yeah. But, but you get my point. It's, it's long-term strategy that, that is very high quality, classy and podcast. Yes. I love but, it. <laughs> I love so, that. Good stuff. Okay. So tell me about when you said that you run um the smooth oiled machine how are you what was that process like how did you become more systematic in your business because i'm sure a lot of uh coaches feel like i'm the only person who can do this i'm the only i can't outsource i can't afford it all the things honestly um the my biggest role in just ironing everything out was taking a step back and giving my partner full full like freedom to do whatever she needed to do to fix things. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So really I feel like just allowing myself to share the load is what saved the business. Seriously, Mm -hmm. I would not be here without Samantha, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, as, as the owner, you know what I mean? As the, it's, it's not easy to do that. You know, like you spend so much time, this is your baby and it's really scary. And you know, when someone who's working with you goes, you know, okay, so, this software has to go, this has to go, this, this whole way that we're doing this has to go, you know, mm-hmm. and like, it's going to take a little bit for this whole overhaul to happen. And it was a scary moment for me, you know, and like giving up ways that I was kind of not necessarily attached to because I knew that we were having these issues that need needed to be handled, but just trusting that, that what was going to happen was the right way to go. And that's kind of, I was like, okay, here we go. Let's do it. You know, and I just kind of like allowed it all to happen. And it was the best thing that ever happened. I mean, she got rid of software that I was paying for. I was paying almost 300 bucks a month for that software. Plus she saved me a ridiculous amount of time and man hours per month. Um, just that I was paying that I was paying her and other people to do. And now it's just completely running smoothly. And I'm just amazed (laughs) that that it like that it, it all happened. And, you know, I feel like, um, yeah, it's, there's never been a better time to work with us just because now, like, we don't have any of the issues that we were having before. So I'll explain to you a little bit more about, like, what the overhaul was. Mm-hmm. So um, the way that we were doing things was I had this um, this emailing software that I was using to communicate with our network because we have almost a thousand podcasters that we had to be really systematic about how we communicated with everybody Mm-hmm. So the software was really expensive and what was um, it? It was, you tell us? <laughs> <laughs> um, we were using Ninja Outreach. Okay. Okay. Um, I don't recommend it. Once upon a time when I was working for my dad, I would have highly recommended it, but it just, everything changed and it's, uh, yeah, it's not good, not good software anymore. Okay. And so she, she found a way to completely get rid of it, uh, which was absolutely amazing. We had been just like racking our brains about how to get rid of it for so long. Cause we were just so incorporated in it. And, um, we just, we basically, so we would take our clients information and we would go and we would just pitch them to podcasters that were relevant to them. 
based off of our own knowledge of the situation and then present the interviews that came back confirmed to our clients. And then they could go through and, you know, move forward with the ones that they wanted to do. So in the beginning, it was like, yeah, this makes sense, you know? And and then after a while, we just realized we were spinning our, our tires in the mud with outreach and, we wanted to give our clients full, um, like the full ability to go through and pick their interviews before we even begin outreach. You know what I mean? And so by getting rid of, by getting rid of all the old systems, she flip flopped everything that we were doing and incorporated our network into into Trello, which is software that we use. And seriously, what she did is just like magnificent. <laughs> I'm like, I can't believe yeah. this is amazing, you know, because mm-hmm. neither of us have any history in in what we're doing. Like we're literally just learning this as we go. And it's been just beautiful to watch it all come together at so beautifully. And so by her just making that switch and it sounds like almost like a small switch, but it's massive. I mean, mm-hmm. our clients are able to go through and pick out exactly which interviews they want to move forward with. And we can take care of it really quickly and easily. And, you know, it's just, she's just saved me so much time and money. I just, could talk about her all day. <laughs> nice. And where did you find yeah. her? How did you guys know each other again? Uh, I actually met her uh, about 10 years ago, just through work. She was hired on where I was working and we worked together for about five years okay. and we just became really, really good friends. Um, and from there we, we both had babies at the same time. And so Aww. we were both kind of like, um, our, both of our kids are uh, four and five and they're like best friends. And Aww. so, we both were like, we need to work and we're stuck at home, you know, so nice. we just kind of like put the put the womp on this thing and really, you know, just to see how far we could go. And it's been awesome. It's been so cool. cool. I mean, the people the people that we've been able to connect with through this whole thing just blows my mind, you know, just like the biggest people in their industries are like responding to our emails and talking to us. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's incredible. That's it's incredible. awesome. That's so cool. And I will say the same thing. I I brought on an online business manager this year and I, I have a virtual assistant and they really, a lot of times they are my boss. Yeah, I, I'm the same way. I'm like, give me a to-do list. I woke up on Monday morning and my online business manager was like, no, no, we're changing the plan. We're doing this comp- giveaway this week and yep. here's how it's going to work. And I need to talk to you on the phone. And as soon as I rolled exactly. out of bed, I'm like, okay, sure. <laughs> I yep. already like was going for it. And that's what I love. Like I love people who I like to surround myself with people who are very strong and who resource are resourceful and will go for it and will tell you what you need to hear. Um, so, you know, not to say that we, we have a, meetings and strategy and behind everything we do but um it's it's fun when you start to take that risk and outsource or um do that and and it you start yeah. to see whoa i would have been wasting so much time on this or or whatever yeah um but the other thing about this whole podcast thing is when you're saying that your so okay there's a few things first of all it's awesome that you give your clients the power to be involved in and say, you know, here's what I want. Here's what I don't want. Here's my ideal client. Because that's so who, who what it's not just about getting them on any type of podcast. And I think what right. happens when people try to outsource it, I mean, try to do it themselves is they don't know the industry. They don't they haven't looked behind the numbers and the downloads and who listens and that you know, right. they don't they don't have any criteria like, okay, are they gonna share it with their audience? How does this work? Like right. what, what's right. my strategy behind going on this podcast? 
So that's where I feel like your team comes in. And when I was reading yeah. through your testimonials and um, all the things that you do, it sounds like you really know this podcast world. Um, <laughs> and so what's crazy to me, I was listening to um, a podcast recently that was sharing like stats about podcasts. And there was mm -hmm. something about how it's very, it's a very small percentage of like people think, oh, podcasting has grown so much. Everybody has a mm -hmm. podcast now. It's too late for me to get in. But really, right. there's, it's, it's not because the people who are consistent with their podcasts, the numbers, it's like, a re I can't remember the percentage. Yeah. It's like only a very small percent has consistently releases an episode and only yeah. a very small percent has reviews. And only like, it was very interesting yeah. to me to say, to see like, you can do this if you really commit. And one of the things, so I'm sorry, I'm word vomiting all over. No, 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 keep um, continuing. <laughs> tell me a little bit about like, what do you know about the podcast world? And that, that maybe you would want to share why people kind of need to outsource this rather than do it themselves? Um, I definitely think reasons why people would want to outsource this to a company like mine is because, I mean, first and foremost, we, we've we been working with top 200 podcasts for a, a while. We have a relationship with them. We have it streamlined. We just had an application uh, bump to the top of Entrepreneur on Fire when he was booked out for like six months just because it was aligned properly and it was all done right. And we had a great relationship with them. And he's one of the biggest podcasts in the world, you know, so um, we have pull <laughs> and that's a good reason. You know, I mean, it, it it's it's I remember how it was in the beginning when I was working for my dad and it was like, I didn't know anybody. And it was one of those things that it's a lot of, it ends up being a lot of work. And when you want to do a lot of podcasts and you really want to vamp up what you're doing and, and grow your audience and bring, you know, traffic and visibility to what you have going on, it has to be a steady thing. And it turns into a full-time job if you don't have the system, the systematization and the optimized way of doing everything, you know? So, and that's not something that, that comes with, being taught. It's just experience. You know what I mean? It's something that we've picked up, you know? So, um, it's, it's not impossible to book yourself on your own podcast, but it's, it's something, you know, it's mm -hmm. definitely something brand new that people are still trying to figure out and something that we've already figured out, you know, so right. we've already got it all completely dialed, you know, so our, our podcast network loves us just because of how easy we make it for everything. We handle booking, we fill out the applications as much as we possibly can. We facilitate any communication that needs to happen with the podcaster. Our clients can also just throw their hands in the situation and say, you guys handle it. You book the podcast. I don't want to do it, you know, and we can, we can do that as well. So, I mean, it's never going to be completely done for you because there's going to be, you know, a question we have here or there and sure. there's going to be a podcaster that wants to talk to this person, you know, so mm -hmm. it's never completely done for you, but we have it down. You know what I mean? And we, we have it down quickly and we have the applications already on hand for the podcasters that require an application. We have the calendar booking links already on hand once they get approved. You know, we, we know their teams, we know their assistants, you know, we know how it all works. And so it's like, mm -hmm. it's one of those things that, 
you know, and then I'm always here for my clients to help them prepare if they need it, to help them pick out their interviews if they want help and just to bounce ideas off of me. Um, if they want to, you know, if they want help deciding on a topic to speak to this audience about, I'm always there to hold their hand. You know what I mean? So, and that's right. kind of what they're paying for is for it to be all for most of the legwork to be taken care of. And, you know, Right, right. Just, you know, help yeah. push push into the whole thing. <laughs> yeah, no, that's a very good point. And I think part of it, you know, you guys can do your job, you can get them booked on the podcast, etc. But part of it, too, as a coach is knowing your story, knowing your right. niche, knowing yeah. what you even offer. Have you tested it? Exactly. Is it what people want? You know, do you have a lead magnet you can mention on the show that yes. it's a very smart funnel? Like, have you thought about this and have you made something special maybe for this audience in particular? Exactly. And so that is why Courtney and I were like, well, this makes sense. Like you do the bookings, tell them what to, you know, whatever they need to know. And I help you with that preparation and that right. foundational work that you need to have done to make the most out of these opportunities, because I'm sure you could right. book someone on a podcast, but if they're shy and shaky and not, you know, not don't know what they're talking offering and not clear on yeah. their ideal client before they come. Traffic to you. doesn't flow off of the right. interview, you know, mm -hmm. Right. It's really important, you know, because I could give I can you can lead you can lead someone to the perfect opportunity. But if they don't have things dialed in on the back end, you know, that's incredibly important. And that's something that I'm recently realizing that I'm semi responsible for making sure that they're getting getting a return on this investment or they're not going to continue to work with me. You know what I mean? Right. And so that's again, I agree. It's, this is why this is the perfect partnership, because I need to I need to care about that. That's something that needs to be addressed with my clients. And. Uh, I'm excited that we're doing this. This is great. Yeah. And for our community, if you guys in the description, I put a link to um, book a call with me if you'd like to hear more about this and more about uh, Courtney and see her reviews and stuff. Um, but basically, we waive your startup fee when you come from the Health Coach Nation community. So that's super exciting. Um, yes. But continuing with our interview, there were so many things I was jotting down when you were talking. When you said that, um, it's, it all comes down to outreach and building relationships. How does one go? Because here, if there's one thing I've discovered this year, it's like the it all comes down to outreach and who you, like relationships and whatever, mm -hmm. right? As much as I don't, as much as there's other things, that's just at the end of the day, that's the fastest way to grow your business. Exactly. And, um, and you can do it yourself, but you can outsource it and get so much more done and so much more outreach. And that's part of what you do. And that's part of what, you know, um, I just met this girl who gets people speaking. Gig. Like there's so many people doing that for you. So you can save mm -hmm. some time and work on your craft. But the question is, so um, how do you go about building those relationships when it is new? What what did you do to start building those relationships? Um. You know, to be completely honest, I feel like I just sent a bunch of emails <laughs> and I just kept emailing and I just kept mm -hmm. talking to them. And, um, you know, there was a lot of legwork and, and hours put in of me just replying to people and carrying conversations. Um, I mean, what I do is is pretty unique and most people haven't heard of anybody that that does what I do. And so that's been a huge 
it's just been an easy way for me to network because, you know, it's it's unique. You know what I mean? And so but really, I mean, ultimately, uh, I think it was just a matter of transparency and being myself. And you know what I mean? Uh, if I if I didn't have, you know, an answer to a question, which I didn't a lot of the time in the beginning, I had no idea how to answer questions on sales calls because I had never sold anything like this before. So I was just figuring it out. And mm -hmm. I think what people appreciated the most was transparency. And I would say, you know, I have only been doing this for a couple of years and this is still pretty brand new to me. So, you know, I'll be honest with you the whole way um, and just being really, really transparent with how everything uh, was working. You know what I mean? So I wasn't sure how podcasters were going to accept me in the beginning because I'm like charging people to book them on their <laughs> podcast. Like, yeah, it just didn't, it felt weird to me in the beginning, you know? Yeah. So I was like, the only way through this is just to be transparent with these people. And, mm -hmm. you know, it ended up working. It just ended up working. And so, yeah, it was just a lot of relationship building and honesty and, you know what I mean? Just, you know, wanting to keep in contact with them. I mean, especially with um, my clients and the podcasters that we line them up with, uh, they're very relevant to each other in their industries. You know what I mean? If, if you're getting accepted onto a podcast, what you have to say is super relevant to what they, they have to offer their audience. And that wouldn't, they wouldn't accept you onto their show otherwise. And so that, that relationship right there is incredibly important. And I feel like by my team and I aligning people with the right podcast has built has just made my network even more strong because they look at us and they're like, okay, like these people know what they're doing. You know what I mean? And, um, I had just had a podcaster tell me the other day that the podcasting industry is the new way to network with people who are big and relevant in your industry. You know what I mean? And if you can yeah. pitch yourself properly and place yourself properly with these people, you don't have to have a huge massive following to land on a big interview. It's just a matter of making sure that you've got your message dialed in, that you're you're presenting it properly. So I have I just think he's buzzing me right now. Um, that your message is completely dialed in. Um, you know the way that we present the information, my team and I present the information is really important. It's you know what I mean, making sure that all the information is really easy to access. All the questions that they would ask about this person are already answered, and it's easy to get to. You know, so and that's what these podcasters are looking for is. Please. professional you know what I mean like making sure yeah. that this is done mm -hmm. properly yeah so uh, a few themes I caught in there is first of all the fact that you were like I'm gonna figure this out I don't really know fully right now but I have to start this business and I have to start making sales and I know I'll figure mm -hmm. it out so yeah part of that you have to take risks, you have to be open to taking messy action, you have to be open to being that transparent person who can say, I'm new to this, but I know, like, I will make it work for you. And and if that means we yeah. change, it's definitely gonna work. Yeah, if we work differently, or whatever, like, just make it work, right. So I love that. And the second yeah. thing that is, you reach out to people, hello, like, you miss 100% of the chances you don't take. And personally, yeah. I've, I've, I feel like I have a, um, like I posted in my Facebook group recently, what TEDx talk topic would you guys do? And I thought about mine and I was thinking like, and my mom actually told me this cause she knows me very well. <laughs> and she was like, you probably do, you miss 100% of the chances you don't take because throughout my life, like 
I've always just been like, I'm going to ask. And if they say no, whatever. Right. And so yeah. I, yeah. I made up my own internship for the doctor's TV show in California during college. Like I, they didn't even have an internship program, but I was like, I would like to intern here. Here's what it would look yes. like. like. I whatever. love that. I um, just asked, uh, I don't know if this is actually happening yet, but I'll still say it. Um, Jordan Harbinger, who I lo- I'll have a little fan fandom. I'm connected with them. <laughs> Yay. Yeah. Okay, so I, I was like, oh, he's a big deal. He won't answer me. But I like sent him a message on LinkedIn. <laughs> like, yes, there you and go. I even checked my LinkedIn till like last week. And he answered me. And I was like, oh, my God. Wow. See, that's the best right. feeling ever. Like, that's how it I felt is. this whole time. Like, this is so cool. Like, it's just a matter of, like, putting yourself out there and doing it in a way that is, like, premeditated and, like, professional. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it works. It's yeah, amazing. Do, it works. Yeah, yeah. You do want to do it right if you're going to do it. <laughs> Meaning you don't just want to yeah. end up. You don't want to overthink it, though, to the point where it's three years later and you still haven't reached out to that person. But I think a right. lot of people are really, really afraid of a je- of rejection and afraid that, you know, it won't, it, something bad, terrible will happen. And that at the end of the day, everything's figure outable. So as Marie right. says, right? So yeah. um, said she's, she's scared thinking about this. So what do you say to people who get really, really nervous when they're doing interviews? Oh man, well, I'm one of those people. I'm definitely one of those people. I'm, I, I usually do, I usually do well when I'm being interviewed, but up until the moment of actually like hit going and recording, I'm, I get social anxiety. I don't want to do it. You know what I mean? Like it's, it's hard for me to like be interviewed and I get that. You know what I mean? Like that's the irony of this whole thing. <laughs> so I'm like, no, I get it. Like it's not the easiest thing to do and, and doing, you know, stuff like this for your company and, talking about yourself and it doesn't feel, it doesn't come naturally to a lot of people. And I, I fully get that. You know what I mean? And it's just one of those things that you learn, you learn how to present things in a way that you feel comfortable with. You learn what you feel comfortable talking about and what you don't feel comfortable talking about. A lot of podcasts get pretty personal and they bring up stuff about your childhood and you know what I mean? Like, you know, so um, I say when it comes to being interviewed individually on podcasts, um, I like to have a pre-interview before so that I can make sure that there's good like banter with that person. And, you know, that I know what to expect with the interview. And if there's like a list of questions, I want to see them, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So, and that is usually, it, it helps. It really helps, you know? So, and that's what, that's one of the things my team's really good at is making sure that all that stuff is like ready to go just because we've worked with these people for so long, you know what I mean? So preparation, I would say, is number one uh, when it comes to just kind of beating the nerves, just understanding what you're talking about, um, knowing what information you're going to present, uh, and then just going for it, you know what I mean? And and if you're nervous, just bring attention to it. You know, I've never been interviewed before. This is, I'm a little nervous. My voice might get shaky at some point, you know what I mean? Like, bring bring people's attention to it. People like podcasts because of how authentic they are and you know, like it's, it's okay. You know, we're all people. So it's just a matter of learning how to confront that, those nerves in a way that, that is productive. Totally. I think the more prepared you can be in practice, the more, the less nervous you'll be. And many people are like, but yeah. it's not authentic because you're, you know, and I'm like, yeah, no. like 
if you're no. a professional, you usually prepare before a, of something, right? Um, yeah, and, and whole, yes, of course. And by the way, everyone, Courtney, sadly, Courtney, I did not prepare you at all for this interview. No, no. you actually did a really good, you did a did great I? job preparing me. I read through oh. all this stuff you sent me and I was like, we're good. This is good. Oh, yeah, good. no, you did a great okay. job. You did a great I can't job. even remember what I said. <laughs> so great. That, that well, you laid it out really, really easily for me. Yeah, this, oh. it was great. It was definitely great. I didn't even feel the need to get you on a call because we had we had we talked so yeah. much just through email and you sent you gave me enough information i was like this is totally gonna work so cool. <laughs> yeah okay great well <laughs> um but anyways regarding the prepared thing and that, that this okay i'm gonna go on another this authentic thing so people your authenticity being authentic doesn't mean being unprepared being right. authentic means being yourself sharing your message sharing your story yeah. being, you know being transparent, right? Just like what you said, my first podcast, I'm a little nervous, that kind of thing. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean you have to show up without makeup and you didn't practice and you. Yeah, <laughs> yes, exactly. You don't, you have no idea what to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyways. Um, okay, good. I'm, I'm, I, I like <laughs> this going. So we um, have to be consistent with the reach outs too, because I'm sure the first time you send a, a pitch or something, people don't respond or. Oh, know, yeah right? Oh yeah. Yes. My team has a whole follow-up schedule. They are persistent with these people. If they don't get a response, they send another one. You know what I mean? And they just keep it going. And that's, I mean, if you, if you follow up with clients and stuff, you kind of realize it's pretty much the same way it's follow-up, you know? And that's one of the things that my team is incredible with. Like we have podcasters that write, they're like, wow, like your, your follow-up is impressive. Like, you know, your persistency is what made me reply to you today. And they become a rock solid part of our network. You know what I mean? So yeah, mm -hmm. definitely you have to be persistent and you're a lot of times you're not going to get a response right away and you have to have a way to track all of these people and make sure that you're consistent with following up with all of them. It's, it's something that we've spent a long time dialing in internally because it's, it, it's not easy. <laughs> you know, it's one yeah. of those things. It's a job. It's a full time sure. job. Like we have, we've had clients that had to hire assistants that and that was just to communicate with us to get things going because they wanted to do so many interviews at once and we need we need someone who is as gung-ho for it as we are if they're going to work with us like there is going to be stuff that we need you know so um right. yeah it's a job <laughs> right totally and you have to be that comes back to making it as easy as possible for the other party and i love that you said right. that earlier in the interview because so often I hear from people or I'll get a message or something and it'll be like, you know, just it's like hard for me to understand or answer or right. whatever. And it and it's and then there's people who consistently follow up, send me an easy like link, give say that they'll like give me a graphic or something and they send it. And, right. it. and I'm like, great. <laughs> Let's get this Perfect. Yes. <laughs> right. So. um and, and so I personally, um, in my program, I have, I'm sure yours is way better because you do this every day, but I have a little pitch like template that's like, okay, go over the topics you could cover, say what's mm -hmm. in it for them, AKA the size of your audience. If you don't have a big right. audience, say something else. That's why, why should they want to interview you for your podcast? Nobody knows about you pretend, but oh, yeah. they, and even if they do, nobody act like nobody knows about you. So you have to be able to yes. give them that picture and all the different things. So um, anyways, I got off track again. <laughs> no, you hit you hit the nail on the head with that, like 100%. It's so important. It's so important. Yeah. 
It is. And the other thing is, do they always give you, I'm sure every podcast is different, but do they usually give you a script of questions? Um, Doka asked in the comments, is there, do they prepare you? Do they give you stuff in advance? Do they have rules? Yeah. Um, a large percent of them. There's a, there's a percentage that they're like, it's really conversational. I'm going to ask you about where you got into what you're doing and what you're doing and what your future is. You know what I mean? And it's really like, they just want to see how the conversation is going to go. Those specifically, I like to have a pre-interview with just because it's like, okay, like let's see if we can even make this conversation last an hour. You know what I mean? Cause it's not very structured, but like I said, that's a pretty small percentage. Um, and usually those hosts are really great and they're, they are very conversational and they're completely comfortable just going with questions right off the bat. So, and that's where you have to know what you're talking about with people like that. But um, most of them, they have like, uh, once you book onto their calendar, they have a whole, like they send you every, like the way that the, it normally works, like the, um, I can't think of the word right now, but just kind of how it all goes. Yes. Yeah. How it all goes from start to finish. Any questions they are definitely going to ask. Um, a lot of times they'll ask you for your professional bio, which we always send over when we pitch anyways, but um, they want headshots. You know what I mean? And um, yeah, it's it, every podcast is different for sure. Um, you know, and some of them, they want to get it really into like what your past is like and what made you get into what you're doing. And, you know, so yeah, it's uh, but it's it's the communication's always there. Um, I hate when my clients go into an interview blind. It's something that I have like been doing everything I can to prevent. I want to provide everything I possibly can because I don't like going into stuff blind. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, that's where communication with uh, my client and the team is the most important and the podcaster, obviously. So good. Yeah. So you need a few things in order to go. If you're going to commit to podcasting, you're committing to it. It's a long term game. Maybe want to do a little podcast tour. You want to make sure yeah. you have the time to be on the interviews. You don't need the time to do the reach outs because that's what Courtney does. But mm -hmm. you need the time. You need your message clarity and your offer and all that stuff squared away. You probably need a good funnel or or something to right like a like a squeeze page or something a way yeah. that directs traffic where it needs to go and not everybody's going to want to sign up with you right away so you have to be able to right. say find me here you know what i mean ask me questions here and and right. if you if you don't have any of that dialed in it's hard it's it it can be kind of hard to figure out where how you want it to go and what offers you want to offer people and right. um yeah it's it's definitely one of those things i would like to have a professional you know, if I, yeah. if I'm completely starting at the bottom, like it's, it's good to have people that know what they're talking about with this thing. Cause mm -hmm. you know, the podcasting industry has been a lot around for a while, but being used as a business tool, the way it is now is brand new, you know? Mm -hmm. So it's one of yeah. those things. Yeah. And you need to be clear on your social media links. If you had to blurt them out or like, I, right. so often I'll even ask, you know, people, what is it you do? And, and, and there's no succinct elevator pitch yet either. Yeah, they don't even know really how to describe it. what they do. They can't remember it. I'm like, what? Yeah. You should be saying this every day. Seriously, <laughs> but, yeah. Um, totally agree. So, but, you know, I'm always working on my messaging, too. It always changes a little bit. But, mm -hmm. but that, at least, like, that's important. And um, so that's good to know as far as, like, what may, maybe they need beforehand or to have as they're going through this process. Is there anything else you would say? Actually, different question. I've squirrel brain today. Um, <laughs> what's the coolest moment in this journey that, that you've had? Uh, 
Really, I, the coolest moments for me are when people like you come along that they want to offer what we're doing to their clients. Like, I feel like it's just a really special relationship because I'm being trusted with like their babies. You know what I mean? And like the, their network and the people they work really, really hard to to bring in and to work with themselves. And so I've got, I've been really lucky to, to have a, a lot of people that are like, this person needs to be interviewed, this person, like, and people just connecting me. It's the only, I've, the only way that I've, I haven't really done a lot of the advertising. Like I've, I've run an ad a, a couple of times when I thought I could build ads and um, I didn't get a return on it at all. And how, you know, the way that we've been growing is just organically through using our tools ourselves and me being interviewed on podcasts myself and referrals and word of mouth. You know what I mean? So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, yes, I love that. Yeah. These are my babies. This is my community and, um, I love them. <laughs> and yeah. I read through, I mean, I really did look through your, um, stuff and whenever I get a referral from Paul, I, I know he's, he's my guy when it comes to He's that. one of the people that has been so rock oh, solid. He's like, he he's, tried, he's connected me with like 15 people in the last couple of months, yeah. you included. I adore. I'm so glad I to know him. him. Mm -hmm. Yep. So anyways, but yeah, I did read through everything and I was like, dang, we are. And, and I love, even just in this interview, the themes that have come up, the follow-up, the persistence, the putting yourself out there, the, <laughs> mm -hmm. just, I love I get you. I like it. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Same. <laughs> yeah. So now the other question I have for you is maybe when there was a time where your business was really slow, things weren't going so well, you're feeling discouraged just because there's going to be a lot of people listening right now who are like, this sounds like a dream, but also I can't afford it or I am stuck or right. whatever. What would you say to those people's encouragement or what you do when you down? Well, earlier this year, uh, not this year, last year, 2019, like January through probably May of last year was the slowest months I've ever experienced with what we're doing. It was like so scary. I felt like I was watching it die. It was like that. And um, that's what forced me and, my, me and Samantha to really evaluate what we were doing and where we were having, you know, disconnects. And that's what caused us to do our complete overhaul of our, our internal operations. And it ended up being the best thing that ever happened to us. And we're doing great now and we're back on track and our network is growing steadily. And, you know, um, I would just say if you're in that dark time of you think that your baby is dying and, you know, just don't give up. Try and look at things. Talk to people that you trust, whose opinions you trust. Bounce ideas off of people. See where you could potentially, you know, be shooting yourself in the foot, which I was definitely doing. Like I was, I was spending so much money um, just spinning my tires in the mud. Like I've said, like it, we just weren't getting anywhere and it took a fresh, fresh perspective. It took talking to people that I consider mentors and being honest and saying, look, this is something's not working. You know what I mean? And it's a really tough moment to look in the mirror and say, okay, something's got to change, but um, that change could save the whole thing, you know? So just don't give up, just continue to press onward. And that's all I've got for it. It's not an easy place to be in. It's, it's rough. I understand. It was like, it, I felt I was depressed. You know, I'm like everything I've been working for is falling apart and, you know, it was like, it was such a dark time period, but I really feel like I, we were just being planted and we just had to like kind of grow and figure out our way out of the dirt, you know? Yep. No, I really like that you shared that because 
the truth is, even though you're running something that's awesome and done for your services and you'd think it'd be consistent and and even in the coaching world, you're just gonna, it's not a linear, everybody, I don't think everybody thinks this, but I do think that they think once I get into the, like once I hit 10K months forever, like I'm done, like I could check out right. or like whatever. Right. But it's just, you have to keep doing it and you have to, um, it, a lot of times those dark times, like you said, come with the biggest lessons. Like you're like, whoa, where this isn't set up for, we need to change some foundational things. This isn't set up for right. success. Um, so just being somebody who's in it for the long game is so important. And so many Absolutely. people, say, they see these people just growing their online business and getting on the podcast and doing all the things. And they're like, oh, it's so easy mm -hmm. for them or whatever. But you don't see this side. Mm -hmm. And I looked back too. I share, I don't know when I shared this. I think I shared it in November. I looked back at different, like, one year November, this year November, and it was like, oh my God, like, whoa, how did I, yeah. and what happened in between that time? And it was a really good, like, lesson for me to know, like, what I was doing really wrong. Right. <laughs> yeah, then, definitely. Um, so, it, yeah, anyways, um, I think that's a good place, not to leave it on a dark note, look at <laughs> now, she's blossomed and changed <laughs> her system, and there will always be new problems and new growth and new systems to be made, mm -hmm. etc. It never stops. Absolutely. The lifelong journey, y'all, you can't just check Truly. out and yeah. passive, which you can have passive courses and things, but I don't like when people just say, well, I can be like this passive business owner. Mm -hmm. Why would you want yeah. to like your business? I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, passive is such a funny word. I don't know. I, it's really hard for me to imagine anything being 100% passive. Like, right. It's funny. Right. <laughs> I know. Well, even if you like invest your money in a index fund or something, you still have to go like check on it every once in a yeah. while. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to take something from you. Yeah. yeah. No matter what. You, you have to give it, it some out, sort of right? attention. Yeah. I don't know. Anyways. Okay. So Courtney, um, everybody who is watching this podcast and you will want to check out the show notes, you can go to HaleyRowe.com slash podcast hyphen I have to come up with the URL right now. <laughs> podcast hyphen interviews. That's what it's going to be. Podcast hyphen interviews. And when this show goes live, I will have a Calendly link there. And I have the Calendly link here in the Facebook live description um, where you can book a call and ask me any questions or ask Courtney any questions and um, learn more about what we are doing to save you money on working with both of us, as well as save you money if you do decide to do the podcast thing and not have to pay a startup fee. Yes. All right. Woohoo. Is there anything else you want to say, Courtney? Oh, I'm stoked that we did this. This has been yes. great. Thank you so much for inviting me on. You you structured it all so well. Like I said, um, great job with, with all of it. So I'm really excited to share this with my network and, uh, this is great. Thank you so All much. Right. Thank you. Okay. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Be sure to get your free gift over at HaleyRow.com by joining my email list. And remember, you can always connect with me and other health coaches in the Health Coach Nation free Facebook group where I post trainings and videos on how to take your health coaching business to the next level. Can't wait to connect with you. Have an awesome day.